Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Babe. 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 I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And this is... Babe. Anyways, hi, <laughs> hi. Um, this is a bad. special, uh, not really that special episode. Well, no, it is. Well, it's it going to be on New Year's Day. Yeah, a whole new babe. Happy 2018. Yeah, doesn't it feel good? Just sink your toes into it. Yeah. Doesn't it feel good? Marinate. No, it feels like shit. What if this year is another horrible year? It could be. It could very well be. Yeah. What if this year is like, it just gets worse? I feel like after 2015, like, I thought like, oh my God, 2016's where it's fucking at. And then 2016 and 2017 were literally hell. It's interesting how, I've always wondered how people are going to look back at this time in America. Like, we'll probably be dead. I mean, we might all be dead. (laughs) What I'm well, I mean, like when, like fifty years from now? Yeah, because it's like the amount of trauma that we're experiencing as a culture, like every day, with like, and it's not even just the president; it's climate change and hurricanes and like, and all this, and like, literally, like fires and everything's just sort of doomsday. Yeah, everything is very much like a falling apart. The relentless news cycle, like the being bombarded with terrible news after terrible news, it's 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 like a deep psychic troll that I feel like we can't really understand like what is being done to us like mm-hmm. psychologically until much later until until we yeah. all straight tracks. like just going through the repeated like yeah the repeated trauma of a news cycle or like horrible things happening like the shooting and like terrorist attacks and oh, yeah. stuff like even i'm not even like comparing that to like what the people that actually went through it because obviously it's like two very different things mm. but it affects everyone who mm. even has to hear about it and to like live in a world where now that's just constantly happening over and over and over mm-hmm. and it seems like it's happening more than it used to well yeah it's, i mean either it is, is it, it is i think so i think it is and also like the news cycle does not help because it just feels it's just like one crazy thing after yeah you're being bombarded constantly you don't even have time to process like any good news because there's 10 bad news like that you know it's like it's like roy moore losing yay then the tax reform passing no i know and then like like, net neutrality you don't yeah net net neutrality like passed the day like uh, the day after roy moore and it's like i would actually rather have like can we get a weekend can we get a weekend of just like feeling good no no it's like no we got to get trolled immediately i'm like i would kind of rather just have had roy moore win if it means that net neutrality doesn't pass it doesn't well can't we yeah why does it have to be a give and take like that i know i just care about the internet and net neutrality getting repealed freaks me the fuck out it should and And if it doesn't freak you out shut up yeah (laughs) don't talk to me about it if you're neutral about net neutrality then you need to go walk into a raging river yeah and let it take you down to a place where you care yes anyways um <laughs> i'm like politics uh, no. politics with ryan and laura <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah! we're like we're pretty knowledgeable but not that much 
But at least we're talking about it. (laughs) That's good, right? Um, So this episode is mostly just like a hello and like let's lull you. (laughs) We're like, it's over. It's like, let's lull you into the new year. But let's also kind of reminisce on 2017 moments. I feel like I can't remember anything. Yeah. I honestly feel like my memory of this year is very Swiss cheese. You know, I was working for most of it. Yeah. I, I feel like that kind of... I'm like, how how did that feel? It must have been nice. Oh, uh, the I, lights flicker yeah. in your apartment. <laughs> um, so. I was like, at the beginning of the year, which I need to do this better next year, but I started making like a best and worst moments list that's just like one or two words being like, oh, I love this when this happened or oh, I hated this when this happened, just so I would know, like have little touchstones. Right. But maybe I could pull that up and just see what's on the list. And did, so you did it? I did it until like March and then I forgot. <laughs> so basically for two months so basically exactly how i do everything which was i go really hard and, and then, then never quit. finish it yeah, and then yeah. quit. but which is a goal for 2018 <laughs> to, to have a follow-through to have follow-through and be more consistent yes also is important. yeah i want to know what everyone's like new i hate like new year's resolution because it feels like those are made to break but like i would like to know what your new year's resolutions are um What's yours? I don't know. What's like a goal for you? I mean, this year I dealt with a lot of anxiety shit, which was like not fun for me. So Mm -hmm. I just like, I don't know. I just want to be healthier. Like I know that's like a really like lame thing to say, but. What do you mean? Like drinking water? Yeah. And just like taking care of myself and not engaging in behaviors that troll me and like all that stuff, you know? Yeah. What's like a behavior that trolls you the most? Um, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I've just been cool. I've been bummed out the last few months, like in a way that I've never had before. It's like a it's like a low grade bummerness, yeah. That I, I I've never had. It's weird, and it's gotten better, but it's like weird that it's not completely shaked, shook enough. Because I've been pretty, my moods are pretty um, consistent. They're like not like I get emotional about things, but I don't get really like depressed or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. But I just I feel like I've just been kind of low grade bummed lately. And I well, yeah, I mean, we're not like living in like a true live, laugh, love time. <laughs> I feel like if you're not low grade bummed, you're probably just not paying attention. But... Yeah. I mean, if you're literally like pulling a Taylor Swift and you're like 2017 okay. was the best year ever. Oh, yeah. I can't. I know. Thank you. And you're like, it was a fucking that's what it was. Ruled. It's like, that, and it's that, like that if album you're... was just like it revealed just how out of sync she was with the universe because like literally she like thinks that we give a shit about how she's rebounded from all the drama like we fucking care i'm like like she's bitching about kim and kanye we're like what oh honey like we moved on from that we have to worry about healthcare now <laughs> yeah like we don't give a shit like that, like like we really don't care that you're like you like literally you like disappeared you dealt with the haters and the drama and you're coming back faster she's like n- i'm a snake now it's like yeah. shut the fuck up. like we don't actually no care. one cares we got bigger shit to fry yeah yeah, bigger like for, yeah, bigger, bigger, yeah, shit to fry. We do have shit to fry. Yeah. <laughs> like, truly, go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself for that. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Taylor. <laughs> what? I have a Google. So I'm looking through my Google Drive, trying to find my like goals or, or like moments of 2016. What's this? The kinds of people you find on Instagram. That's funny. Yeah, I was like, Who wrote that. I was gonna write it. You didn't. Write it. Then I didn't. This is a folder of everything that I was going Laura, to write. What? Really? That's a good article. You should write it. Well, maybe I will. So I had another article that was like, I saw someone die once, which I did. You did. Yeah, it was really traumatic. Die last week. What do you mean? In front of a uh, mojo. Got hit by a car. He died. What? Yeah. I didn't tell you that. Uh, no. You definitely did not tell me that you saw someone die. Yeah, in front of Mojo. They were crossing the street where Swingers is. They got hit by a car and then they died. 
on the street? Yes. Right. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. like, <laughs> how do we share every element of our life and then you neglect to tell me that you saw someone pass away yeah it was really sad because you know i was hit by a car and and um, you live i lived but i but i basically was really close to dying because it was going to 45 miles per hour and if anything hits you at that speed you're dead well, but, but it, it clipped, clipped you it clipped yeah me. but it, it clipped your it clipped arm me. And- it, and so it just speaks to the damage it would have done because it clipped my elbow which caused the oxygen supply to the muscles to get cut off and for me to lose a significant amount of functioning in my left hand mm-hmm. <laughs> just from touching clipping my arm just from so, like, ding, ding. so imagine if i hit me anywhere wait i can't believe you saw else. someone die well i mean i was like writing and uh- like it was <laughs> What? I mean, I'm obsessed with literally we tell each other every single uh, thing and this is like a thing that just happened that you're like anyways. Well, I mean it wasn't like I was writing and it like all of a sudden I didn't, like, oh my God. See, I didn't see him get hit. Okay. Like I was like uh, and then all of a sudden everyone was like <gasps> and then he looked outside and he was like passed down the street and then And then an ambulance on, came yeah. and then yeah. did he and he died and people were yeah. like, Oh my god, he's dead. Well, like they couldn't revive him. I mean they could have revived him in the ambulance. But they didn't. But did they put him in like a body bag? No, they just put him in. Because I think they need to like call. I think there was like yeah. But they tried to rub him on like the street and it didn't work. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Uplifting. Happy twenty eighteen. Wow. Yeah. Well, I saw someone die when I was thirteen. Um, I went to Washington to visit two of my cousins who were older than me, and uh-huh. we went to this like place by that was like kind of a cliff around like the river where they lived and it was a place where you like go during the day and you hang out by the river and like sun yourself and like there is a big cliff that you can jump off of into the river if you're like feeling wild so people would like go climb up on it and then jump like 50 feet and then go into the river and that was like a daytime fun thing to do which i was like i shan't be partaking in this like cliff jump but like live your truth and this guy and his son or like this guy and and then like a young boy went up there and the boy went and like jumped off and did like a flip or whatever and went in the river. And then the guy jumped off and then just went in the river and then never came up. Like the kid was okay. Yeah. The guy just jumped and then he was gone and uh, everyone was kind of waiting for him to like come up and then like 30 uh, seconds passed and it was like, he's not coming up what was the kid doing the kid was like starting to freak out and then the guy's like girlfriend or wife or whoever was there with him was like started to scream and then people like jumped in and tried to look for him and no one could find him Uh, and he was just gone wow it was so it was crazy and then like the ambulance came and like scuba (laughs) i'm like (laughs) i'm like do you love it or do you love it Woo! No, that's a story to die for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the scuba team came and I guess he knocked the air out of his lungs when he hit the water and then the current got him and dragged him down 60 feet in the river and pinned him under a rock and that's where they found him. Oh, wow. It was really intense. Jesus Christ. I've always seen like in movies and in real life people jump off into the... I'm like, that seems dangerous. It's what I used for my college admissions essays. No, <laughs> stop. Yeah. That's so Felicity when like Ben talks about like his dead brother and then it's revealed that he doesn't have a dead brother. Yeah. But I really did. I didn't lie. Yeah. (laughs) I know you did. I was like, it taught me to take chances with life. Oh my God. (laughs) It it didn't really, but like it shocked me. It taught me that life is a cliff and sometimes when you jump off the cliff, you die. No. And really, truly, it was like, it was like, I can't remember what the essay was, but it was like, not everything has to be scary. And then my essay would end with me being like, I'm walking towards a cliff. I jump off. 
the air feels good. Everything's going to be okay. Or something like that. Like I literally just like waved wow. out in a way where I optimized. Well, I'm glad this. this man did not die in vain. <laughs> I'm like, your memory lives on <laughs> till I see you again. <laughs> That's like the most one of the the true babe moment is like me using his death as a way to like get into college. Oh, God. It just speaks to like you could have talked about a lot of other shit, too, because it's not like you had a. Well, guess what? I did what I had to do. (laughs) Was that dark? No, but it's not like you had a calm adolescence. You could have talked about so much other stuff. Well, Yeah, but, you know, all in time. Yeah. All in good time. Yeah. This was a pretty traumatic thing that I felt would really make a splash. With the college admissions team. So, if you've seen someone die, listeners, <laughs> write in and tell us about it. Tell everyone how it affected or, you. Or, or don't. Don't tell us about it, because it makes us sad and weird. Um, or just tell no one. Be like Ryan and don't tell a soul, and just watch people die and be completely unaffected mm. by it. They don't know what I go through at night. Little, I love Ryan's, like, anyways, he's like, mm, gonna work on this sentence. Someone literally dies in front of him, and he's like, oh, have a latte. Well, you didn't die in front of me. I like. I just. He, are whatever. you making it up? No. <laughs> I'm, it up. I'm like, are you lying now? You know, who came into that coffee shop yesterday, James Franco. Oh, yeah, because he works out at Easton every day. <gasps> yeah. I'm like, I was thinking I should join Easton. Oh, honey, Easton's like very chic. But I also I like someone to tell me what to do when I work out. Like well, that's why I like a class. Gonna, no, because they like they don't do classes. Right They're right. just like they leave you, you to your to own your devices own and you have to like be responsible. No. Be- I need like a. I need like a true someone to crack the whip and scream at me and like you won't have that. Me. Easton is live and let live. Because I went yesterday, this woman Too just looks at me and goes, "Good for you." <laughs> <laughs> That's so rude. That's so rude. I know. People at the gym treat me like a manic pixie disabled boy for sure. Like people, Hunter says people go come up to him all the time and ask about me. Uh- They're like. We just love him. Like he's so, it's so amazing what he's doing. His gait is improving. Like it's what like, the fuck? I know it's like people get very like, they're keeping tabs on you. They keep tabs and like they, everyone's invested in my journey. Cause obviously like it's not every day that you see a guy like limping. It's asked the gym every day and like getting in shape and like working out a ton. Yeah. And I get it. Like, but it's also like annoying to be their like inspirational story that they tell to their like second cousin over at Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, you're just you a know? person. Yeah. I'm kind of like, honey, I'm just working out. Like, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, yeah, like, like Hunter has people come up to him all the time apparently and ask about me. That's psychotic. I know. I know. And everyone, like at Mojo, people come up to me and talk to me all the time. You should like, actually get like a kickback because you're now like inspiring people at the gym you deserve like some money for this i know i know and it's weird because like when i go to the gym i'm just in my own zone i don't want to talk to anyone and like people will talk to me and it's like really annoying or mojo they'll talk to me and i'm just because i'll be writing Mm -hmm. and i'll just be like hey and i'm just like hi are they talking to you to tell you that a horrible accident happened and someone just no no i mean also like news travels about your career through easton like people knew i was writing on will and grace and i don't know who told them Wow. They'll be like, Will and Grace was great last night. I'm like, who are you? Like, literally, I'm like, who are you? You're popular at Easton. I mean, yeah, I go five days a week. I've been going five days a week for three years. But it's like, there's a level of condescension that I don't, you know. Maybe I'll go. I guess. I mean, I don't think you're going to like it. I'm like, everyone, he's fine, okay? (laughs) Well, no, you just like, your brain metabolizes that in a way where you're like, I want people to talk about me at the gym. (laughs) I want to be the breakout star of the gym. I you're do. Like, you get like competitive. I'm trying you're to like, like you I'm fake like a Ryan's limp. You pretty go in popular. A, you go in a wheelchair and then all of a sudden you just like 
take your stand, like you take your first step, and everyone's like cheering. Yeah, and you're like, you're not the only gimp in town. I need some gym self esteem, but is it a real? Is it a real like gay gym where everyone? No, is, it's is, it's mixed. It's a good mix. It's mixed straight and gays. There's a lot of power gays. There's a lot of like chic. There's like um like the owner, the guy who started Management 360, which is my management company, is like goes there. Uh, like a high up NBC exec goes there. Um, J- Billy Eichner goes there. Um, should I, I is it I don't think you t- can say all these things. Can I not say these things? No. Okay. Uh, anyway, a lot Anyways, of people go there. Wow. Well, yeah. maybe I'll go there. I'm ready to make a splash. I guess. I, the it's last, cheap. Yeah, it's, it's like cheap. 50 bucks a month or 60. I know. I need to like figure out like a consistent fitness journey. Do you not work out anymore? No. What? I haven't worked out in months. Shut the fuck up, Laura. How am I supposed to work out? How are you not fat? I don't understand. You have not gained any weight. This happened to me last time I got on Prozac too, is that I just lost weight. Because Prozac... Oh, wow. Usually, like, you gain weight. No, not on Prozac. Last time I lost weight, and this time I lost weight. Nice. Also, it's like... I'm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Probably losing some muscle tone from not working out. That's true. Don't you miss working out? Yeah, I miss it like every day. It sucks to not work out, but it also sucks to be so broke that you can't do anything. Yeah. So it's all tied in together of just sucking. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're living, laughing, loving with a $7 latte in your power gym and like people dying on the street in front and it being NBD. I'm literally <laughs> like, God, I wish I could go to a gym where someone dies in front of me. Oh, God. Anyways, I can't find any of my moments from this year. Oh. <laughs> what? Things that happened in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Laura. What? New Year's Eve day. The rave where I told no, Jack. Don't. Oh, <laughs> Kelly Ben Simone commenting on my Instagram. Oh, this was a. Stop. This was from 2016. Bowie weekend. Is Lara dating someone new? Wait, I have got to see this. No. Wait, holding hands with the Aussie at the bar, lap dancing the Aussie at Romantian, Frangle Frang becoming BFF with Jack, being called dumb dumb bitch by a homeless <laughs> guy. Carly's dinner party. Um, further, f- further future. Loft rave downtown. John Mayer. Uh, no. <laughs> Being depressed in May. <laughs> Thursday night ketamine party. Uber driver with insane rape story. My birthday party. Oh my god. Going into a Jamba Juice K-hole at Luke's birthday. Basic news. Meeting Abby and becoming friends. Got depressed thanks to birth control. <laughs> Wait, this is insane. Airbnb being my place. These are like fun. That's it? 2016 thing. They're not all fun. No, they weren't that fun. I mean, I love being called dumb, dumb bitch. By it was just a thing that happened. I, love I just that. was like keeping track of things that happened, but it's like, this is from so 2017. I don't have it. The best worst thing that 2015. 2015. Wait, I did not know you kept this, Laura. This makes me lull so hard. <laughs> Moving into a new apartment, starting a storytelling show, telling the modeling story at Boo Hiss, having money, <laughs> working at no. <laughs> Realizing I love anal sex, pegging blank, July 4th weekend, Grateful Dead, Jamie XX of the Echo, Fish Fleetwood Mac, Palm Springs of the Parker, please welcome to the stage, working out and losing a little weight, learning about chanting, Dave Matthews Band, 
meeting Maggie and signing her with her as my new manager, acting in my first film in LA, taking drum lessons, sleeping in a hammock in Ojai, not uh, yeah, <laughs> going to work with Tyranny, becoming friends with Jack, getting to be better friends with HUD slash Cornelia, getting to do another season of Pump Podcast, discovering discovering love yoga. Yeah, I love that yoga studio. Do you go? No, not anymore. It was in Venice. I know. So I, was... I went when I worked in Venice. Oh, okay. Um, going to Australia with Jason, hanging out with Rufus Wainwright. This was like Worst. the best things. Sleeping with blank, breaking up with blank, the drunk bagel sex with blank, <laughs> feeling tortured by my feelings for blank, being broke slash worrying about money, having to borrow money from my dad, knowing that I'll <laughs> <laughs> dealing with taxes, uh, New Orleans, my my blank freaking out on me, Oklahoma City on Christmas Day, feeling no connection to the city, like I don't belong, uh, experiencing severe feelings of loneliness and helplessness. The text from Blank that made me realize he didn't care about me. Feeling insecure, stressed about my body. Uh, not feeling proud of my job. <laughs> the work I do. 2015 was a great year. It had a lot of fun moments and it some did. not fun. But like the fun moments were... Re- and then 2016 was a real dark year. Yeah. I think I might have done too many drugs in 2016. You did a lot of drugs in 2016. You yeah. Were, you were like rolling or doing something like every weekend at a concert. Yeah. But you stopped that. But then I stopped and then 2017 has been the year of Sober. me being me. And well... You've been relatively sober all year. Yeah, I've been like pretty good. And then also therapy. I don't know. This year has been like just like a very, I need to do my best and worst list. I'm going to do that at home. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that makes sense because this podcast is going to come out. Well, we can share it on the next one. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Now I feel emo. Oh, honey, come on. I know. I just get sensitive. Oh, my God. Get up. Do you know like the thing about me is i think i'm really sensitive yeah no shit you're sensitive yeah this is it what are you you're saying to me like i'm supposed to be blown away <laughs> just me realizing you're very I'm, sensitive i'm very sensitive yeah i lol but i also deeply gnaw no at times I know. and like the thing about you is like i never know when i'll hit you the wrong way because it comes out of nowhere well i'm a gemini you are <laughs> through and through Honey, two sides to every story, to every human. Well, this podcast is a great thing about 2017. Yeah, this is good. We've done a lot of episodes now, I think seven. Yeah. And we did two tryout episodes, nine. Yeah. I have to say doing this. Um, 2017 has had, though, really also fun moments. Like yeah. going to Japan was so fun. Provincetown was fun. Provincetown was fun. Going or being in the Grizzly Bear music video was fun. Yeah. There's been fun stuff. Yeah. Pitching Lawler is not fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It the was good to do. fun. And we'll, d- we'll do something with it eventually. Yeah, we'll live somewhere. Um, what else happened? What happened to you in 2017? Uh... Well, I wrote that movie for DreamWorks, which didn't go. Oh, yeah. Um, but you got you wrote a movie. I wrote a movie. That's a big deal. Great. Yeah, great. Like, my first movie was a studio movie. I got paid for it. That's pretty cool. That's big. I got Will and Grace, which was big. Mm-hmm. Um, but then this summer, I got the anxiety attack that lasted for, like, four months. Oh, yeah. I was, like, living in a constant state of anxiety. I could never sleep. I lost weight. I was, like, crazy. When did that happen? July. It was right when... It was, like, it was... Two weeks before I went back to Will and Grace, and it was right when I got back from San Francisco. Okay. And uh, I went crazy. I was like, I've never- You did go crazy. I went nuts. And um, I also had to go back to work, and I like didn't really sleep, and it was a very weird few months of just like feeling really- depressed and anxious and like not knowing how to fix it and then literally like what fixed it weirdly was i got sick with the cold and (laughs) i like had to lay in bed for two days and i just 
like kind of putting myself down and just allowed me to ch- ch- chill out mm-hmm. and i felt so much better yeah my sleeping issues went away like well that's all you needed to do from the get-go but you get kind of lit and then I get don't really lit i get really really lit and i i make the problem way worse because yeah i try to just fix it from like i try to kind of attack it from like 40 different angles mm-hmm. and i don't let myself just actually feel like like shitty or something yeah i just make it worse because i'm just like in a spiral i'm like in a k-hole in a loop mm-hmm. and that was really scary and then um and then it lifted which was good it always does would you say that's your worst moment of 2017 by far it was the worst moment i've had in four years yeah I, the way i felt was unreal i can't believe how bad i felt it was mm-hmm. psychotic it was bizarre it was like someone just broke into my brain like it was just really weird yeah but i know now and i knew then because it it had happened to me once before in 2013 that it just passes it lifts yeah but my main thing that i'm trying to find for myself is i'm trying to because i tried meditating and it just made me feel worse in a weird way like it made me feel more anxious. It mm-hmm. was just not fun for me. Really? Yeah. You were meditating. You told me that it was like great. The moment I stopped trying to fix everything, my anxiety, the moment it went away. Well, yeah. But like, I don't know. I'm still trying to like figure it out because I'm not totally 100% back to normal. Like I'm not like, like there's definitely like a heaviness with me that like is just not, I don't know. It's like not fully going away, mm-hmm. but um. But it's been it's just been an interesting year. It hasn't been the best year. It hasn't been the worst year. It's just been kind of a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I'm just hoping to a healthier year next year. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say that my probably worst moment of this year was like having a full like depressive mm-hmm. meltdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. It was like a confluence of like so many things like going like being post breakup and having the breakup be truly one of the most awful breakup experiences of my entire life. I forget that like that happened. Like, it's like for some reason I just imagine that relationship to have happened like 10 years ago. I know. It feels like a long time ago. But the and it was like the breakup was more traumatizing than anything that pos- anything that happened in the relationship. Right. And then and then also just like dealing with like having like all this like tax drama and dealing with debt and then also being like literally depressed and realizing that like I needed to do something about my depression because that was like a huge factor in like my life and making decisions. So it's like prior to this like true moment where I thought where I was like on the edge of the edge. Yeah. I would just go through these cycles every year of having like depressive moments or depressive weeks but thinking that like it was going to get better over time or like and it did usually i mean when i well it would it would would. i would go into like a depression k-hole that would either last like a few days or like a couple weeks and then i'd like come out of it and i'd feel really fine again and good and like get back to working out and like do everything again and then it would just be that cycle and i would not know when the next one was going to hit but when it did it would just be like flatten me and i'd like take to the bed and just like watch tv all day and like right. not shower and like not change out of pajamas and so i just thought that like everyone deals with this or that i'm like a fucking idiot and i like right. and that's my big problem is i'm just stupid and that's why that happens or like mm. it was a very like silent suffering thing where right. i would just feel really ashamed about it and like 
pretend like even when we lived together I would just pretend that that wasn't happening when it was happening like you would go to work and I would just stay in bed all day and then when I heard you coming home from work I'd get up and I'd put clothes on and I'd be like hey what's up like <laughs> and like and be like well I'm off to so-and-so or like, <laughs> and like pretend that I was actually really? yeah like and I would do that with my uh, my roommate before you too oh wow see I did not know that yeah and it had been happening for so long and like the thing is, is it just got worse and worse. Like the depression episodes happened closer and closer together right. and became... And then they just didn't lift at a certain point. And became darker and darker that w- got to a point where I was like having like suicidal ideations of being like, well, the only way to get out of my problems would probably be to kill myself. And like, right. that's like what I started to think. And it wasn't like, I'm going to take action on that. But it truly seemed like I was like, well, there's always this option too. And like mm. the moment that like <laughs> the moment that you start being like, that's a definite option that I might explore, but like TBD, but it's on the table is like the moment when you right. need to realize like, that's not normal. Right, like you that's don't, not that's not normal. And for me, I just thought for forever, like that, that was normal. Yeah. And so this year, like I got to the brink of being like truly so in like the darkest place I've ever been in my life where it was like, I was like disassociating from reality, like just feeling like I was untethered to the world at mm-hmm. large and like, couldn't interact with people like i've never been in that dark of a place before like not able to stop crying and just like totally like this is the end Mm -hmm. and then that conversation that you and i had where you like called me Mm because i was like staying at our friend ed's house and you called me and you told me to read that like rob delaney article Mm -hmm. that like really helped me which rob delaney article it was the one he wrote on his tumblr that was just like talking about his battle with depression and like getting on medication because that was a huge thing for me where i realized like i just wanted to be able to take care of shit myself right and like I set out in 2017 to do that. Like I was like, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to work out all the time. I'm going to eat really healthy. I'm not going to drink. And And like, did all those, and I did all those things and it still happened. That's what I I told you. I was like, Laura, you're doing everything you can from yours. Like you're keeping your side of the street clean and it's still not enough. That means you need medication. Yeah. And it was just like that. I really didn't, And I feel like I just associated deep down, like, if I have to medicate, that means there's something really wrong with me, or that means that I'm weak, or that I can't Mm -hmm. do it on my own, and that, like, I'm I'm not, like, smart enough to, like, figure out this depression. Right. And then I kind of read his Tumblr thing, and I was like, oh, my God, like, this is exactly what I'm going through. And it just set, like, the biggest, like, kind of aha moment was to realize that, like, him being like it's not normal to think about like suicide as a way out or to be that deeply darkly sad is not normal no that's not like just a normal state of mind for people yeah and for me it had become like extremely normalized and like to the point where i was like well this is just like what my life is now like this is what i'm gonna have to deal with like every so often and it's like thankfully i've like managed to start to fix that and then it's just like a process of you know finding the right medication and then right. making everything work in a perfect balance are you going on a different well, you're going on a different one right you're on prozac but you're going somewhere on something else well, yeah i might switch to zoloft because prozac was hard well when i upped my dosage it was hard like i was having a lot of sleep issues like uh-huh. i couldn't fall asleep at night and then or i'd wake up really early in the morning and like not be able to get back to sleep but now that it, i've been on it for a while it's evened out and i don't really oh. have that 
So I'm like, I don't know if I really want to switch. Like I get scared of like switching because I just don't want to experience any like bad side effects right. or whatever. I just get nervous about that because it's. I've really never been. The only other time I've been medicated was when I was a teenager. And yeah. then, and so I don't know, like, I just get nervous. I have a, I went, when I had my anxiety attack, I immediately went to a psychiatrist who like immediately gave me antidepressants. It's like, here, take these. I'm like, but I've never been depressed really. And she's like, well, just take it. Um, she wasn't like that. She was nice, but. You didn't take it though. Did no, you? I didn't take it. Cause I just knew that. Well, because she did say she was like, because it had happened to me four years earlier. I mm-hmm. had the same kind of episode. She was like, you know, this might just be something that happens every once, like every few years for you. And, you know, like you don't need to necessarily treat it with antidepressants if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just would rather ride the wave and just, you know, but yeah. it, the wave lasted longer than I thought it would. Yeah. I thought the wave would end, but it took four months, I think three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's just a choice of how you decide to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And then now having that like bottom taken away where it's like, I don't know. It just has changed. It's changed a lot of things for me just as far as like, I don't feel this like, I was, I think I was always aware of like this abyss that could, mm. I could maybe slip into or just that's always there. That's like ready to just like totally take me, like mm-hmm. fold me up and like take me to like the sunken place basically. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like we poured like a little bit of cement over that or at yeah. least put like a thing of plywood and yeah, feeling like relatively stable. Had the lows that you had since being on antidepressants. I've not seen you have the lows that you've had. No, but it's also like, they don't cure everything. And I think part of me was like, Oh my God, I'm just going to go on this and then it's fine. And then I'm like now letting kind of other things slide. So it's just figuring out, like it's just figuring out how to take care of yourself and how to like be there for yourself. Yeah. That's how I'm kind of trying to figure out too. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. What else? I feel like you're about to go to sleep. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sleep. Okay. I'm just laying down. (laughs) I am. But what time is it? Because I have to go. Well, I guess let's wrap it up on that note. All right. Uh, (laughs) You write us in and tell us how many times you babed out this year and what your hopes are. Last year. For a baby or a babeless 2018. Or yeah, 2018. Yeah. Like forget what year it is. Well, it's 2018 now, so I want to. We want to hear from you about like what you're like, how you're gonna go from turning a babe situation a into babe. a babe yeah. situation. Um, <laughs> you can find us on babepodcast.com, and you can write us babepodcast at gmail.com and. Leave us a rating in iTunes. Reviews, reviews. Leave us reviews. Ryan reads all of them. He's obsessed. I love them. He seeks your validation. Desperately. 24-7. It's his black tar heroin. Yeah. And yeah, here's to a great babe year or more year of hell. We'll never know. (laughs) Well, we will. (laughs) Just not yet. Um, Um, All all right. right. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.